we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. The Bible says that David was anointed as king by Samuel and possessed five character traits. Five very important character traits. And you know, the Baptist folk can preach it. You know how they like to preach it and say that those five character traits. Uh, traits was the reason he chose five smooth stones and he swung the five smooth stones that was his character and his character took down the giant it wasn't his strength but it was his character yeah you know that'll preach hey man all that's true too all that's true yeah, you know but it was five character traits that the bible mentioned about this man when he was being selected so you can't go in and say what well, God just wanted to select him because he wasn't like his other brothers. No, there was a reason God selected him. God selected him because he was a man that would prepare and be a good king. All right? Because of these five things. He was skillful, made sure he was good at what he was doing. Amen? He was strong. He was strong. The Bible said he was a man of war. I mean, he would get down with the get down when it was time to get down. And we know that because he was not afraid of the giant. He's like, oh, I'll do it. Please let me. Yeah, little David, he, amen. He was strong. Bible says he was wise in his matters. He was wise in business. He understood business dealings. So he was wise. Bible also say he was good looking. That means he kept himself looking right always prepared for the position and the upgrade amen he kept himself together amen he wasn't wearing cornrows like kendrick lamar in the white house no david kept himself looking good looking like he had potential amen oh man this is right here is gonna preach today and god was that was number five god was with him and God was with him because of these other things. This is who God preferred. Y'all know God could have chose anybody he wanted. He chose David. He preferred him. How many of you want to be preferred by God? Oh, yeah. You want God to look at you and say, oh, yeah, he'll do it because he stands by what he says. He keeps his word. He's, he, he's always on time. He's, he's, he's skillful. Whatever he puts his hands to do, he makes sure he does it well. Don't you want God to say that about you? First Samuel. 16 and 18, then one of the servants in answer said, I have seen, this is when Saul was troubled by the evil spirit. He's like, man, I need somebody to come play. Play these demons out of me. And one of the servants said, I have seen the son of Jesse, who is an expert at playing, a strong man of war. He is wise in his words, pleasing in his looks, and the Lord is with him. So, you know, Saul was like, well, then bring him. Amen. Although he was an unorthodox and unassuming contender for royalty by the natural eye, he was the most worthy candidate in God's eyes because he was not selfishly ambitious, but was faithful to his what? Mm. This right here will really preach. David didn't come looking for them. They went out there and stopped him while he was on his job. When Jesus called the disciples, they were all working. I'm about to stay there for a minute. Working a job. 
God interrupts lives while men are doing what he called them to do. I don't understand folks that ain't working a job and then expecting God to do something for them. And all these guys that did great things, God called them off their jobs. Went out there, David was tending to the sheep, minding their own business. All the other guys in there lined up. It's me. It's me. It's me. David out there working. Samuel looked around and said, I ain't feeling these dudes. They all too eager to do it. So there's got to be another one. They said, well, there's another one, but you don't want him. So where is he? Well, he's out there working. Because David ain't thinking about it. Psalms 131 and 1, Lord, this is David. My heart is not haughty, not mine eyes lofty. Neither do I exercise myself in great matters or in things too high for me. Basically, what David is saying is I don't promote myself. Uh-oh. I don't promote myself. I just make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Because if there's any promoting, it's got to come from God. So I'm just trying to please him. If he be pleased with me to promote me, fine. If he doesn't promote me, I'll understand because that means that I don't need the promotion. Amen. David did not seek out promotion. Instead, he allowed God to present the opportunity, what? To him. When God presents the opportunity to you, it'll be right. When you go after it, it may not be right. So it's best to be content with what you have and where you are. And do it diligently unto the Lord. And let God open doors for you. Amen. To God, David was ready for what? Promotion. David wasn't thinking about promotion, but to God, David was ready. He was ready for promotion, but he wasn't ready to take the throne. He had to go through some things with the current king to qualify to take the throne. So he got anointed, but he couldn't take the throne. He had to serve under the king. Amen. Yeah, and the king was whack. But he had to serve under him to qualify. Psalms 147 and 6, the Lord lifts up the meek and he casteth the wicked down what? The Lord lifted up the what? The meek. What is meek? Meek is power under control. You can be strong, but know how to control it. Amen. You can be wise and skillful, but know how to control it. God could have easily, listen, kill Saul and made David king. He could have easily just Saul be gone. Pow! Saul just gone. And said, okay, David, you're king now. But God always proves us before he what? Promotes us. Instead of God killing Saul, he used Saul to prove David. That's when he said, touch not my anointing. When he was good, he had the opportunity to kill Saul because Saul had tried to kill him several times later on in the story. He had the opportunity to kill Saul and God said, touch not my anointing, do my prophet no harm. Hey Amen. I know folks use that out of context and all of this and that. No, that was because David was under Saul. He was under Saul's rule. So he could not be insubordinate and take over under his rule. Amen. 
That's why I have a problem with these guys that are lashing out against denominations and trying to take the leaders of denominations down when they're in the denomination. If you're in the denomination, then you have to respect the leadership or get out of it. I don't agree with Obama and all that, but that's my president because I choose to be here. So he was going to use Saul's wickedness to prove David. First Corinthians 4 and 2. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found what? Faithful. So God has to put tests in front of you to test you to make sure you are faithful. Amen. Promotions on your job come from you being what? Promotions anywhere come from you being what? Faithful. If you want God to to promote you, you have to be found what? Faithful. Folks want promotion just because they're saved and the rest of the folks are unsaved. Well, a faithful, unsaved person is going to go a whole lot higher in a company than a saved, unfaithful person. Amen. But if I had a company, you think I'm just going to hire all Christians just because they're saved? No. I don't even care about it. I ain't even ask you about that part. Brother, are you going to be here every day? Are you going to be on your post? Are you going to do what you told me you was going to? That's what I understand. You said you was going to do it. Are you going to stick with what you said? Then that's what I want with me. Amen. Because in the heat of the battle, I don't want to be looking on my shoulder for somebody that's wishy-washy. I need you to stick with what you said, man. And God looks for that. David's character was pristine. And his work ethic and skill was impeccable. He was deserving of his what? Promotion. God didn't promote him just because he was uh, light-skinned and good-looking. Amen. God promoted him because he was deserving of the promotion. He had shown a pattern of good works. He was faithful to the little bit he had. The little responsibility of the sheep, he was faithful to it. That was his training ground. First Samuel 16 and 21. And David came to Saul, waiting before him. And he became very dear to Saul, who made him what? His servant, giving him the care of his what? Put him over his army. Put, put a boy that was tending to the sheep over his army. This is God promoting David because of what was in David. And the kind of person he was. Some of y'all looking for some promotions. But you're not showing yourself faithful. Falling into work late. Talking about the boss. Do you think you're going to work at a job and talk about the boss and the boss don't know it? When everybody in there is trying to make some money. See, let me tell you something about when people trying to make money. People trying to make money and get promoted. So the minute you talk about the boss to them, they're going to go tell the boss to try to gain favor with the boss. I know you're smarter than that. Yeah, man, it's humans. So on your job, the minute you gather around the water cooler, who the boss think he's something? He think he, he, oh, he get on my nerves. Maybe so they be like, mm, he showed uh, uh, Mr. Robinson. Now, I ain't trying to start no mess, but I heard a couple of things around the water cooler that you, I think you need to be made aware of. And they working to try to get a promotion off your back. God did not push David to the forefront just because he had talent. That's what the church does. 
but God doesn't do that. We push people to the forefront because they have talent. God doesn't do that. But it was David's character that qualified him as well. God's precedent always supersedes our what? Promotion. God's precedent. God is setting a precedent. He doesn't do anything without setting a precedent. So that means he's not going to contradict anything or he will mess up the precedent. So he's setting a precedent. So if you believe you're called the pastor, then he's going to judge how well you serve here. Saul loved David. I mean, yeah, Saul loved David for a while. But then when the people started saying, oh, yeah, Saul killed his thousands, but David killed his ten thousands. Saul was like, no, wait a minute. It's a little too much power for one man to have. <laughs> Went after him. The Bible said he threw a javelin and pinned him to the wall. And David was like, but you promoted me. But that was his proving ground. He had to be proven. He had to go through that and endure that to be proven. Because that kind of stuff will show what you're really made of. When you have a tough decision, when you have something big looming over you, that's going to show what's really in you, how you handle that situation. Don't come telling me what you're going to do and everything is fine. Let me see what you're going to do when you're really up against the wall, pinned to the wall. David could have took the javelin and threw it back. God said, don't touch my anointed. David couldn't kill him. And we know David could get some folks killed now. He did it. (laughs) But he couldn't kill him. God was testing him. James 1 and 6. But let him ask in faith. Nothing what? For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think he shall receive what? Anything of the Lord. If you're going to ask the Lord for something, you better be faithful in what it is you said you was going to do. Up, can I get an amen on that? What you, look at somebody and say, point at them and say, what you said. What you said. What you said you were going to do, if you can't be faithful to that, then that means you wavered. Look at somebody and say, keep your word. Keep your word. Because that's what God is looking at. And that's what qualifies you for promotion. Faithfulness. God proves us by giving us a few things to manage. Hmm. He proves you by giving you a few things. Luke 16 and 10. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. He that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. We, you know, we're used to hearing it. If you're faithful over a few things, that's true. Can you be faithful to the little things? Work your way up through the job. Start doing what they tell you to do. Do it in a timely manner. Get a haircut. Look like you got some sense. Amen. Splash a little brute on every now and then. Smell a little better. Can you look like you're worth the promotion? Walk around and talk good things and quit talking about people. 
every job you make enemies. Stop making enemies. Oh, I got a real good one. Clean up your Facebook page because that's the first thing they look at when they're getting ready to promote you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're going to look you up. That's what it was created for. And be found faithful. And if he can trust you with just a little bit, he'll qualify for something greater. My wife would tell you, I ain't never talk about, oh, baby, one day. I know I'm teaching two people now. Oh, but one day, it's going to be thousands. And we're going to have a ministry that's going to go all over the world. Have I ever said that? It made my stomach hurt just saying it now. I, I never thought about that. And people would walk up to me and randomly tell me that. I might be like, all right. But I don't want to hear that. Because I'm trying to concentrate on the little bit that God has made me responsible over. Because to me and my wife, those two souls that was in that Sunday school class were important enough. God blesses what? Consistency. Consistency. He desires for us to keep our word and have a good record of faithfulness on our jobs and positions that he grants us. Any position we have, you know the Lord granted it to you, right? So he expects consistency. Man, but I'm tired of this job. Join the club. Welcome. Like uh, Morpheus to the real world. Man, but I'm sick of this. I, I get tired of work. I, man, I'm just... Welcome. It's punishment. That's what punishment feels like. Some mornings, it feels like a whooping from God because you got to get up and make it happen. Whether you want to or not, be, con- look at somebody say, be consistent. Be consistent. Be consistent. You know, I grew up a musician, you know, so I understand the mu- whole musician thing. Dudes just don't show up. Supposed to be somewhere and just don't show up. Man, why would you do that? Oh, man. Oh, man. I, dude, I, I, man. And it just won't show up. Keep, look at somebody and say, keep your word. God blesses what? Consistency. Matthew 25, 23. His Lord said unto him, well done. Good and what? See, we say this in songs, in passing. It becomes cliche. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Thou has been faithful over a few things. I'll make thee rule over many. Now come into the joy of the Lord. They got songs about it. Well done. Well done. Good and faithful servant. Well done. I mean, you know, so we just totally forget the meaning. Listen to what he said. Well done what? Good. That means you made what? And what? That means you kept your word. You made good decisions. You kept your word. You were faithful over a few things. I'm going to now make you ruler over many. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Good and what? Faithful servant. How many of you want God to call you a good and faithful servant?
if you want a promotion, you got to be good, make good decisions. And what? Our word represents God's word on earth. Sinners can't hear from God. Can I say that again? A sinner can't hear from God. They can't hear from God if they're a sinner. Because if they're a sinner and not saved, then that means that they don't trust God. Any man that come to God must first believe he is who he says he is. Amen? So a sinner can't hear from him. So what the sinner hears from God has to come through us. So our word represents God. What we say represents God. Our lives, we represent God. So when we're shifty, shiftless and whack, we make God look bad. If we cannot keep our word and remain faithful, we hinder our witness and are usually overlooked for promotions. Yeah, you have a Christian boss and you a Christian and he got to promote the homosexual before he promotes you because the homosexual is faithful and keeps his word and you don't. Homosexuals, they're on time and you're not. Yeah, see, they got to work extra hard because they're trying to prove something. They're trying to prove that they should exist. So they're working hard. And the Christian just somewhere chilling in the cut. Yeah. Writing scriptures on your check at the restaurant. Don't do that. You get your check came. Now, how much was the meal? Isaiah 33. What? Bless you. Bless you. The Lord is going to bless you. Oh, everything you give to me. Oh, the Lord is going to give back to you 100 fold. I ain't giving you nothing. And next time I come, I'm going to ask for the dude that's over there switching. It's a restaurant, dude. They do that stuff. No, no. Just be faithful. Do a good job. You do a good job, you'll get a tip. Amen. Do a good job. Can I keep our word and remain faithful? We hinder our witness and are usually overlooked for promotion. Number 30, one, Numbers 30, 1 through 2. And Moses spoke unto the heads of the tribes concerning the children of Israel, saying, This is the first thing. I mean, this is the thing which the Lord hath commanded. The Lord commanded this. If a man vow a vow unto the Lord or swear an oath to bind his soul with a bond, he shall not break his word. He shall do according to all that proceedeth. What? Everything he said he would do, he has to do it. Summary. We all grew up hearing testimonies of how God promoted people that weren't deserving at all. Right? Y'all remember them testimonies? There are times when our abilities and skills do not meet the prerequisites to warrant promotion. However, because of God's intervention, we were given an opportunity that we may not have been qualified for. How many of you, through God's intervention, you were given an opportunity that you know you wasn't qualified for? He does that. He does that when you're faithful, when he can trust you, when you're faithful over the little bit. If he can trust you over that, he'll trust you over more we must remember that in spite of lacking certain requirements we must prove ourselves faithful in the eyes of God before he promotes us you're not going to tell God what you're going to do after you're promoted because you don't know what you're going to do and God already knows what you're going to do after you promote it you know how he knows 
because of what you're doing before you was promoted. That's how we do it here, man. When we uh, elevate people in here, getting people to do things in here, whatever, I'm basing those on what I've seen you do before. You know, and, and I'm saying this to say you never know who's watching you. Your boss gives you something different to do. If the first thing out of your mouth is, well, now, now this ain't really in my job description. <laughs> Y'all understand what I'm saying? And, and, and that's, that's what you don't, that's why when somebody come and ask you to do something or whatever, you never know. First of all, you never know what man is doing, but most importantly, you never know what God is doing. God might be trying to qualify you for something greater. Man, nobody could have told me back when I was talking to those kids in that high school or in that Sunday school class that I would be preaching that message all over the world, all over different continents, all over the country. DVDs would be everywhere. You couldn't have told me that. Because I wasn't doing it for that reason. I didn't even know. When I was coming home crying because the men that I was under was putting me through too much. And it was too heavy. I didn't know God was making me. And testing me. And preparing me. But we must remember that in spite of lacking certain requirements, we must prove ourselves faithful in the eyes of God before he promotes us. God is not going to open up a door for us if we are unfaithful in what we already are doing. You got to be faithful in what you're doing before he opens the door for you. God is not going to put us over people if we are not obedient to those that are over us. Amen. God is not going to promote a person that cannot keep their word. These are things that will hinder our progress in the workplace and in the kingdom. Although we work for a natural man, our true authority is spiritual. Amen. God requires for those that represent him to be worthy of promotion naturally and what? Spiritually. Doesn't mean you got to always have the degree or the paper. Doesn't mean any of that. It just means that you do, you, you, you keep your word and you do what you say and you stay faithful to what God has given you to be over. Amen. God requires for those that represent him to be worthy of promotion. This does not mean that we qualify for every position we acquire. It simply means that when we are faithful over what he has already granted us, we can be promoted over greater things. Amen? Let's listen to what David said. Psalm 75 and 5. Lift not up your horn on high. Don't toot your own horn. <laughs> Funny how we say that now. David said it first. Don't toot your own horn. And he's speaking this from a position of not doing that. He didn't do it. He's telling you, don't toot your own horn. Speak not with a stiff neck. In other words, don't think you all that. For promotion cometh neither from the east, oh my gosh, nor from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge, and he putteth down one and setteth up another. Boy, that is powerful. 
Everyone stand to your feet. In other words, you don't have to toot your own horn. You don't have to talk about yourself. Because promotion's not going to come from the east nor the west. It's going to come from God who putteth down one and setteth up another. Amen? So if you want, listen, you don't even have to want to be promoted on your job. All you got to do is be faithful to what they've already given you to do. Are we talking about a God that already knows our hearts? We're talking about a God that can do exceedingly abundantly above anything we can ask or think. If we're talking about that God, then why you got to even tell him, Lord, there's a position open. I sure would like to have it. You don't have to say nothing. Just be faithful. Keep your word. Do what you said you were going to do. Don't quit. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com.